Hey, I'm Emma, and I booked this restaurant. <laughs> and I'm Shannon, and I will not die in this tin can. <laughs> I'm sorry I can't. Don't hate me. The motherfucker's concise. I revealed too much too soon. I was emotionally slutty. Okay, I'm a big whore. I think we have a stiff breeze. I'll give you $100 if you say something bitchy about someone we know. I you said that kind of with a British accent I liked it I think Samantha kind of has like a bit of a British like do you know what I mean it's almost kind of transatlantic yeah very Annabelle Bronstein (laughs) (laughs) she she really is Annabelle Bronstein it's true it's true well welcome back Shannon oh my gosh we're so excited to be here for season two Um, before we even get into any topic I just want to say thank you to all of our listeners that we were actually totally not expecting (laughs) I'm legitimately still in shock uh and just in in delightful shock not in you know (laughs) uh the shock is is good it's good shock um yeah just thank you so so much for for listening and i i don't know we've seen some of your comments we've seen some of the chatter and your feedback and it's very heartwarming like we're just really delighted that folks are listening and vibing with some of the stuff we say (laughs) yeah it's it's truly delightful as shannon said and and like they said as well like we've been reading your comments we love to see uh, on the instagram i've been i've been a social media manager in my past and i've never had such success with like organic posting and mm. just kind of like fun you know not ads just like fun topics sex in the city themed and i think it really reinforced the idea that this is a show that brings people together and mm-hmm. this is a show that brought shannon and i together and you to us and so yeah we're really really grateful for all of the comments um yeah we have lots of fun ideas everything's kind of um (laughs) coming together but we do want to build more of a way like maybe a patreon or a discord or something where Mm. we can hear you even clearer (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah keep bringing you more hot takes more lukewarm takes Maybe a temperature in the middle. <laughs> Isn't that lukewarm? Isn't that what lukewarm is? <laughs> I actually never know. <laughs> well, I think I guess I think of lukewarm as being kind of room temperature or just kind of like an unappealing level of warm. Like I want something in between boiling hot and lukewarm. Something that's like toasty but not going to fry my taste buds. Okay, so we want those toasty takes. <laughs> toasty takes toasty takes there we go awesome um and yeah again uh thank you listeners and also just a huge thank you to uh travis bretzer for writing our amazing theme song uh you can find him he just released a new album within the past year um and you can just find him by looking him up on spotify and 
you know, Google <laughs> those things. <laughs> uh, Travis Bretzer is B-R-E-T-Z-E-R. Yes, I said Z. Yes, we are Canadian. And also our graphic designer. I'll let you thank her. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much to Jamie Clanahan for all of our, um, for our logo, for our graphics. Um, just really, really gorgeous work. Um, you can check out more of Jamie's work at jamieclanahan.com. Um, and that will be spelled out in the show notes. Perfect. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's do that. Um, so yeah, so Shannon and I, well, especially Shannon, but we have a lot of great ideas for season two. We're definitely going to continue to do sort of um, episodes that revolve around a theme and talking about a few different episodes of Sex in the City uh, that relate to that theme. But we also have some other sort of fun ideas. We have a book club Shannon and I are actually part of an IRL book club so mm -hmm. we wanted to do a uh, book club episode reading the Sex and City book where we will bring a guest and friend and fabulous person on um, and yeah we have other tarot we have tarot cards now thanks mm -hmm. to tarot in the city which is a really fun company we chatted with them a bit and yeah I won't share too much about that but for this one, we are going to return to our sort of thematic episode style, um, which for me was inspired by just sort of coming, I don't want to say coming back to real life. I know that the pandemic is not over. Mm. I know that um, things are still not perfect and might never be again. Um, but in a way, uh, I know that I've been privileged and fortunate enough to go on a few trips this year. Um, and so I was thinking a lot about Sex and the City and I was thinking a lot about um, the trips that they have taken mm -hmm. on the show as well as friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like it, the, the trips that you take, I think, as you get older and as you become more of an adult and you get into your 30s and you kind of find, you know, different groups of friends or like a little bit more established in your life, like those kinds of trips are... I think a little bit different than the ones that you take when you're freshly 18 and you know you're traveling across Europe or where whatever the case might be it's it's kind of special to be able to carve out that time in like anyone's very busy life and be able to yeah just spend that like really quality time with your friends yeah and it's so true about the quality time because I I have traveled a lot especially in my early 20s I've been to many places and lived in other places um but there is something really special about planning a trip with friends like you and I were just in Montreal together with a group of eight people mm -hmm. who have all been really close friends for a long time and you know when I in my early 20s I very much would have been like oh like it's in Canada like it's not that interesting like mm -hmm. whatever even though it is I mean that's Montreal is a very interesting and cool place to be mm -hmm. um but what kind of stood out to me about this trip that we just took is that it purely was a friend's trip. Yeah. Like it was like people are like, oh, like, what did you do in Montreal? And I, I'm just like, we just like ate and drank and like mm -hmm. walked around, did some shopping. But, you know, the, the trip itself, like it wasn't so much about the activities as it was about the people that we were with. And I think it's it's stuff like that that you kind of start to notice as you get older that makes it really special. Yeah, that's such a good point. It's it's less about, you know, the the main attractions, like going to to do a really big thing and it's more just about that 
um, yeah, that kind of time that you spend with your friends. And yeah, like a few people asked me like, what did you do in, in Montreal? And it was very much just, we hung out with friends in another city and it was, <laughs> we, it was we great. We found espresso martinis, like, cause we needed one. Yes. <laughs> like, it, was, it was, it was a really fun time. Um, but let's start, let's start with the, the, we have a, a question today, of course. Let's start out with the negative part of the question. <laughs> what is your worst or most stressful travel experience? Yeah, I think I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty fortunate in that like I haven't had too too many like horrific travel experiences. Like there's only been a handful of times, you know, when my luggage was lost or, you know, you miss a flight or miss a connection or something like that. But um when I was so I was taking a, a solo trip to Paris and London and I think I was there for a total of of three weeks. This is like a number of years ago now. And um, I was taking a course in Paris and part of the course is that they kind of arranged for student accommodations, but I wanted to extend my trip because, you know, I was there. It's Paris. <laughs> it's Paris. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I wanted to like explore the city like do do some more stuff um so I extended my trip and they had this option of like extending your housing situation while you were there and at the time I was pretty budget conscious I mean I still am but I was like oh you know I wonder if there's another like is there another option for me to take um and and figure out and it just so happened that a friend of mine at the time was in Paris at the exact same time so she and a, another friend um, of hers they were staying together um, in a hotel and they were like oh yeah like you can totally you know crash in our hotel room like you know even if you sl sleep on the floor sleep on the couch kind of thing like yeah do that and then you know you don't have to trouble yourself like paying for additional accommodations save a little bit of money um, you know kind of like yeah just have that like fun kind of experience all together and so the day comes that I'm supposed to be like you know moving out of my accommodations and kind of like moving to to a new space and I get a text from my friend who just arrived saying the hotel room is not big there is no room on the floor there's barely room for us to walk around the bed <laughs> there's one bed and I, I was panicking because I was like oh my god I have all of my stuff I have to leave I don't know where I'm going next because um, I couldn't stay on on the floor with them and it was very much just like it was a day of panic because I, I was searching for like Airbnbs and stuff just to like grab at the last minute and thankfully I did find one but it was so stressful I was like oh my gosh <laughs> I do not know where I'm gonna stay like I don't know where I'm gonna go and um, thankfully I figured it all out and I did actually see the hotel room in person and they were absolutely correct <laughs> I would have been um yeah my back would have been pretty fucked up if I sleep, slept on that floor or tried to you um, died in that tin can I would have died in that tin can <laughs> oh yes when you have those like unexpected stresses when you're traveling it's mm -hmm. just the absolute worst <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well what is your one of your best I know there's like probably many to name but what is something that sticks out for you as one of your best travel experiences Honestly, I feel like I have a couple. Like I, I visited um, Jamie, who's our graphic designer, um, 
I visited her a number of years ago and we had just like a really lovely time um, in kind of the Victoria area. I went to the gardens and stuff and it was just like, it was so delightful. It was very much a weekend trip. We saw Bianca Del Rio in, in concert and that was just so, that was so comedy nice. Concert. Sorry? Comedy concert. <laughs> it was a comedy concert, yes. Take notes, Che. <laughs> yes. But um, I think another experience, honestly, was traveling um, with my partner, Riley, when we went to Montreal, <laughs> coincidentally, like a few years ago. And I really wanted to go and get tattooed. Um by an artist that I, I really admire and so we kind of planned this like week-long trip around that and it was just really really enjoyable it felt very much like I, I, I haven't had a true vacation in a long time so <laughs> I just think of that very very fondly it was nice to explore the city and do a bunch of stuff and come home with a sick tattoo <laughs> yeah. maybe Montreal truly is the best vacation destination <laughs> it's high up there for me it's a great city um yeah and while we're speaking about your partner riley i guess we should give him a big thank you because uh we are recording in person now which mm -hmm. is very exciting and honestly i thought i'm not very good with technology i like kind of am mm -hmm. i'm like accessibly good somebody once described me as accessibly nerdy Mm -hmm. which I think is so accurate. And I, I feel the same way about technology. Like I'm accessibly can use it, mm. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but without the help of Riley, like we would not be sitting here in our studio recording. So big thank you to him as well. He probably doesn't want us to use his last name, so I won't. <laughs> I don't think he cares, but he is taking pictures of us right now. Oh. Like <laughs> the mom he is. <laughs> Thanks, mom. <laughs> Thanks, mom. Um, yeah, that's that's so nice. Yeah, that you've had some positive travel experiences. Um, I'm gonna start. I just had a really awful one, mm -hmm. but I'm gonna end on a good note. Um, I was just traveling. I was in Vegas for a friend's bachelorette, and I mean, Vegas is a very silly and fun place. Um, and we had a good time. It was like a great group of people. Not everybody knew each other really well, but it was one of those trips that everyone just like meshed and mm. vibed and were super supportive of each other and blah, 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 which of course is going to come into play on the last day, which I'm not going to get into too much detail about. But basically, one of my best friends jumped off the Sphinx at the Luxor or sorry, she didn't even jump. She was actually just stepping off it. About five minutes before it happened, she said, why are there no seats here? Mm. It's hot outside. There should be a place for people to sit down. So she sat somewhere else and fell off and broke her kneecap in two pieces. And it was really horrible. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh, the good news is she has a good recovery time and it, she will be able to walk again which was a fear, but anyways, mm. but my, one of my best experiences traveling and I have many, but was with that same friend. Actually, I was living in Paris for a year. I was teaching English to a horrible 11 year old French children. <laughs> I'm sorry, my God. Um, but yeah, I was teaching English there for a year in Paris and she, the same friend came to visit and it was just very, 
like you know it was like one of those things there's no like issues like there's no communication problems we just like hung out for two weeks in Paris it was mm. like Montreal but extended it was just right. like we saw cats together which was very confusing we went to Germany for a weekend to see another friend and it's just it was such we slept in the same bed for two weeks mm. <laughs> which apparently if you are on Sex in the City you must have your own hotel room but not us <laughs> when you're 25 years old mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but um yeah definitely some negative and positive experiences as well mostly positive yeah and I, I think that like the episodes that we're talking about today they kind of they also kind of capture you know those best and worst experiences and they kind of span they span a really good uh, arc of the kinds of experiences that you can have when you travel with friends like the really really good times the times that are so memorable you want to recreate your friend that didn't come with you literally has to leave everything behind and join you like mid-trip and then there are also the experiences that just uh they don't quite make it with how you thought they were gonna be yeah and I also like um there is a little bit of like the lead up to the trips as well, like mm. the sort of planning and like, I love, well, let's get into it. Let's start talking <laughs> about it. Yes. Um, so yeah, we're discussing four episodes today. Um, I know honorable mention to Suffern, the cabin that Carrie goes out to with Aiden. Oh my gosh. Also the trip to the Hamptons, which I feel like almost warrants its own episode because it's great, but... <laughs> We probably Definitely. won't be getting too much into that one. Um, so two from season three and then two from season five. So we're basically, obviously, as you could have guessed, talking about trips that friends take together, uh, the girls take over the course of the series. Um, purposely not talking about Abu Dhabi. Abu who? <laughs> Sex and the City who? <laughs> two? <laughs> what? Never heard of her. <laughs> she's not invited to this conversation absolutely not i feel like we're gonna have to i feel like we should just do an episode on sex in the city too but we'll address that issue when it comes to it yes yeah that warrants its own like conversation yeah we're for the context of this conversation we're really focusing on the trips that the girls take within the continental united states yes absolutely um so the First, I guess the first two episodes, because the first trip that we kind of see them go on, the first big trip is when they go to Los Angeles, mm -hmm. which... Great episodes. Great episodes. These are fantastic. They're fun. They're well-written. They're, they're amazing. Um, so yeah, season three, episode 14, Escape from New York. Carrie journeys to Los Angeles with Sam and Miranda for a meeting with Matthew McConaughey to discuss turning her columns into a movie. Um, but she's wondering if she can escape her past and the mistakes that she's made with Big and Aiden, of course. Um, that's where Samantha... <laughs> what was the... What was his name? Garth? The yes. The dildo model? Garth with the girth. Yeah, Garth <laughs> with the girthy... I guess I can say whatever I want. <laughs> it's like, I can't say dick. <laughs> it's like, of course I can. Um, but yeah, Garth... Miranda rides a bull and puts sex out there. She really finds herself. And mm -hmm. Charlotte, of course, is sexually frustrated. So she's not on the trip at this point. She comes in the second episode, I believe. 
Yeah, yeah, because she just gets back from her honeymoon um, wearing Bermudas in Bermuda. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and, yeah, it's very frustrated because Trey can't get it up. Yeah. Can't get it up. Can't get it up. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then, of course, the next episode, Sex and Another City, uh, they continue to stay in Los Angeles, and they kind of question whether it's better than New York in their home. Uh, Carrie gets mugged at her wax and dates faux agent Vince Vaughn. Samantha discovers the magic of fake Fendi's and gets into hijinks at the Playboy Mansion. Uh, Miranda meets her old friend Lou, who has taken a liking to the city, but also develops something else. Mm -hmm. And Charlotte escapes from her marriage and finally joins them. Mm -hmm. Ah, such fun episodes. These are really top-tier episodes. Like, they... Yeah, they, they really have that magic of, like, all of the girls, like, just coming together. and Like, all of their stories, too, I think just fit so well in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely love Matthew McConaughey's guest appearance. It's really wild. I don't know much about Matthew McConaughey. This is, like, my exposure to Matthew McConaughey. Mm-hmm. Like, he's from Grey's Anatomy, right? <laughs> And no. many other things. No? No. <laughs> Who is that? What's his name? I think you're thinking of um, Patrick Dempsey McDreamy. <laughs> what is Matthew McConaughey in? Okay, so <laughs> Matthew McConaughey, he did a lot of, he, he hit it really big, I think, with Dazed and Confused. Um, and then around this time, he actually starred in a rom-com. He had a big rom-com era. Mm. He starred in How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days uh, with Kate Hudson. And then he also was in a lesser movie with Sarah Jessica Parker called Failure to Launch. We should watch that, actually, for that. That would be some good discussion points. Um, But yeah, and then, of course, I I was just listening to a podcast um, about movies. And they were talking about the McConaissance that happened (laughs) in... I don't know, the like 2010s, like kind of that era, right around when he won his Oscar and was kind of in some like heavy hitter films. But anyway, I guess that's kind of off off topic. But Matthew McConaughey in this episode is just like chaotic, like stream of consciousness delight. Like, so I love him. (laughs) Well, you you said that he that you heard that he like ad-libbed a lot of it yeah that's what I heard I yeah I remember listening to at least one maybe two podcasts on these episodes in particular and I'm pretty sure he just (laughs) he had a script and went really loose with it so some of those reactions that Sarah Jessica Parker has in that scene where he's (laughs) up in her grill like talking to her about um why is Carrie so fucked up? Uh, she was very much taken aback by that because that was not in in the script. And then, yeah, the because in, in that scene too, he kind of gets a little uh, sexually suggestive, mm-hmm. which actually I was thinking about that as we were watching this episode. Like that whole scene where she meets him as a producer in his office, like that takes on just kind of a different tone like post me too and knowing that non-consensual like sexual experiences are such a common experience for you know young actresses or young actors that are really trying to make it in the industry and kind of those closed door like producer meetings um I don't know I like I was watching it and I was like yeah this does feel very like 
distinctively uncomfortable in a way that I think when I initially watched it as a child, I was like kind of less aware of that power dynamic, I suppose. Yeah, it's like when I think back or when I had thought back on that scene, I thought of it as being like kind of uncomfortable maybe or kind of like funny, like mm-hmm. a little like quirky or funny. But <laughs> I think of The Office, like when I rewatched The Office as mm-hmm. an adult, I, you know, when I watched it and I'm not a huge Office fan or anything, I like it. But when I watched it as a teenager, it's like, oh, Michael Scott is kind of this like quirky, silly silly guy Mm -hmm. and then but when you rewatch it you're like oh that's actually like you know he's harassing people and like not being okay and that's kind of what I thought about too when I watched that scene it's just like oh the way he's talking to her is completely not okay (laughs) and fucked up very very that yeah and then yeah you're on the other side like you're in the position where this person has like a lot of power to maybe turn my column into into a movie and you know carrie's not wealthy like she could probably use the money yeah absolutely scary it is um we also have a cameo from the other three name sarah oh another excellent scene yes sarah michelle geller friend of the pod no (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh i wish actually my girlfriend wishes (laughs) but uh I, again, like rewatching, I feel like I haven't seen these LA episodes in so long, but mm-hmm. I really felt that generational divide that I mm. feel like is obviously, you know, we are 30 or turning 30 and what? millennials. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> um, that, isn't that our whole thing? We're like the same age as the girls. That's our whole thing, <laughs> Um, me <laughs> me but yeah i love that scene where with sarah michelle geller is so good and and mm. she's just like loser loser and just the way yes. she's talking and carrie's just like a little bit confused like she like understands what is going on but is just like what like wh- mm. who are you talking to and then i don't know it's just it's an excellent performance by sarah michelle geller mm-hmm. and it's it's like yeah I just really felt that like divide like for me when I'm talking to somebody who's maybe 25 which is Mm. the age she was supposed to be it's like I felt that (laughs) oh I love that you bring that up actually because that's something and I guess they kind of touch on this too in in the other episodes that we're talking about when Charlotte turns uh 35 again Mm -hmm. um yeah just that like five years isn't a whole lot but Lately, I've been very reflective of how much of a difference that does make in in where you're at in life and your deme- like just between you know twenty five and thirty, like that can sometimes be a pretty big difference in just you know your whole emotional state, like how established you are, like your outlook on the world, what you value, what you don't value, and yeah, like looking at that or watching that scene now. I feel like I've definitely been in some situations where I'm like, ooh, <laughs> yeah, I feel it. I, I feel it. I'm in a I'm in a different point. Also, just thinking about like being at a different point, like my I feel like my physical body, like the way I have to travel now, like I used to be able I would from my vacation time, like from the very first day, even the mm. night before, like right after work, I would like book my flight or plan to drive or whatever. 
and then be on that trip until like right before I have to go back to work. And now I'm like, it's been five years probably, but I just like, I'm like, I need a buffer day, mm-hmm. maybe even two days at this point mm-hmm. before I go back to work. I need to rest and rejuvenate and have time to pack. And just like, it's just like, you know, it's fortunate that I've reached a point where I can like afford to be a little more like comfortable when I travel mm-hmm. or, you know, like maybe not staying in hostels or those kinds of things. But yeah, I definitely feel like a, not only that sort of like mental gap between being 25, but also a very physical gap. Mm. <laughs> Just feeling like I need to rest more. Yeah. Yeah, def- it, yeah, it takes that out of you in a way that like, you know, when you're, when you're 25, you can really rebound so quickly and yeah. I feel that. I feel that too. Yeah. And then, so this episode is so great. Well, okay. We'll talk about the photo later, but, um, the other episode we're looking at is of course a couple years later. So Mm -hmm. they're a little bit older. Lives have changed. Things have changed. Um, when in season five, episode three, they go to Atlantic city Mm -hmm. as a girl's trip. So as Charlotte's obviously you can't see me because it's a podcast but I'm air quoting 35th birthday approaches the friends tag along uh, Samantha and Richard's trip to Atlantic City Uh, Carrie is dating adverse and hellbent on spending yeah Carrie when they're like planning this she's like we need to be together Mm -hmm. for your birthday and I I felt that Mm -hmm. like I don't know if you've ever had like moments with your friends where you know people I although I'm saying this I'm like none of my friends really have kids or anything (laughs) but like just that sort of like we need to be together we need to spend time together like on your birthday or anything like that like Carrie is like we need to do this even though Miranda just had a baby and all this stuff um but they managed to get it together and go to Atlantic City and then Charlotte goes from Maine to hot thought (laughs) I was talking about this episode with a friend, actually this morning, and she's like, Charlotte looked hot. She did. She really, really did. She can turn it out um, in that outfit. Um, yeah, no, she she was, uh, oh, man. I think they really played up the contrast and how she started that episode with the we were talking about this too with the button-up frilly shirt and when she opens her suitcase after she gets to Atlantic City there's conveniently some knitting that she's taken up and the pack of old maid cards that Miranda gives her and then yeah just like that transition afterwards to uh (laughs) yeah wearing her her lovely um revealing dress and blowing out her hair and you know doing her makeup and that kind of stuff I don't know that um it makes me think of too like how sometimes we get really we can get really hung up on age I've been thinking a lot about this as I'm like turning 30 and I I don't like I don't necessarily feel like different if if that makes sense I still feel youthful like I feel like I have a youthful spirit I'm not suddenly you know of a certain age and like a completely different person like an old maid or or whatever um so sometimes I don't know I've been like really reflective of how age sometimes very much is a number and like just because you're turning 36 doesn't mean you know you 
are a completely different person like sure you might have different values and different interests and like you know keeping up with with things might not be the same as as where you were at a few years ago but um yeah fucking get it Charlotte like (laughs) you know like just because you turn 36 kind of like how Carrie um addresses at the end of the episode you don't just fall off the table your your life isn't just over and it's not over you know whether or not you're single or married or whatever like you still have lots of runway to you know be exactly who you want to be and yeah I always really admire people that aren't like too um too hung up on the age that they are and they're just they they are the age that they they want to be whether that's like if you're younger and you just you're really mature and you value like you know maybe um things that that your peers are just like not quite quite there yet um with or if you're older and you're like fuck yeah I'm I'm still young at heart I like get it (laughs) yeah and like you even look at a character like Samantha who never really tells us her age and like I think that part of that like the way that's written is that there is a bit of shame associated with that but Mm -hmm. I, I do think that overall it's it's more or at least how I hopefully interpret it is that it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. like Samantha is and like not that you know you have to be youthful or full of energy or whatever like that's also like a a (laughs) construct in itself Mm -hmm. but you know Samantha is living her life and her age doesn't matter Mm -hmm. so yeah there is we've kind of I mean we've talked a lot about societal constructs but it's like yeah the fact that Charlotte feels as though she's failed in some sort of way because she's like progressing past 35 I mean it's just it's ridiculous (laughs) yeah it 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 is quite it does kind of hit in in some ways when she says I just don't I I'm not where I thought I would be by 36 Mm -hmm. and I can totally understand like well no I don't I don't want to keep aging if you know I I didn't achieve everything that I wanted to um you know, by, by a certain point, like, I, I can, I can definitely understand that. I feel very much like, I don't think it's fair that I've aged two years during the pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) I'm mentally very much where I was at the beginning of it. Uh, time is rude that way. (laughs) Time has been taken from us. (laughs) Yes, yes, yeah. But, I mean, good things have come from it. This podcast came I mean, it may have come otherwise, but it did allow us some time to do it. And Mm -hmm. it's, yeah, I know it's hard to like look at those as years wasted, but I know for me personally, I've been able to do some stuff in the pandemic that I probably wouldn't have done otherwise. So Mm -hmm. trying to look back at it. Um, But yeah, and then we'll also talk a bit about Carrie and Samantha's journey to San Francisco in season five episode seven where they have this which is such a weird episode they have this romantic vision of traveling across the country by train um of course this is shattered because trains are not what you see in movies yeah they're not hot (laughs) they're not hot as they learned they're as hot as the pimple on her cheek (laughs) okay yeah just i know that we talked about this as we watched the the episode but uh pimple patches yeah saving grace I'm so happy to be living in an age with them. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I'm going to write down the brand that you suggested. But yeah, for our listeners, apparently, I'll try them and I'll let you know. <laughs> we'll do a mini <laughs> on pimple patches. That's what Carrie needed yes. on her train ride. 
Um, but yeah, she has her book reading, um, only to be upstaged by Mr. Winkle, who I think we determined was a shaved Pomeranian. <laughs> we were doing some dog breed analysis as we were watching. Um, and Carrie just is like super horny this episode. She just like wants to fuck big. And yeah. the way that she's acting and stuff, you know, I think it's really easy to look at a relationship like Carrie and Big and you're like, ah, oh, no, she still loves him, mm-hmm. like whatever. But I feel, <laughs> that sounds weird. I feel her horniness. Mm-hmm. I like, like you can tell that it's not like she wants to get back together with him. Mm. Like she just needs to get fucked, I guess. I don't know. It's just weird. I th- yeah, I think like by that point, their relationship too is very much bi-coastal fuck buddies. Because they, yeah. they kind of addressed when she was dating Oh, I guess she hasn't really dated Berger yet by this point, but um, they do address later that they have phone sex like semi-regularly. But it, yeah, it is, um, yeah, the Carrie's drive in this episode to have sex is uh, not as frequent as it is (laughs) throughout the series. Or it's like, it's a, it's a notable departure, I guess, from her demeanor throughout the series. Um, Yeah, and Samantha wants to get out of same York, same York, Mm -hmm. so... She, of course, goes with her. Um, and, oh, yeah, when Charlotte meets Harry. Well, this isn't when Charlotte meets Harry. But it's pretty close after. Yeah. Where they have, I oh, my gosh, I just love Harry. I love seeing him on my TV. I'm so happy he's in and just like that. Yes. Um, but, yeah, that's when they start fucking. <laughs> <laughs> let's get you divorced and then let's get you in bed as Harry kind of does (laughs) it's true it's true and i see i see in our notes we have miranda what did miranda do this episode i was trying i watched this like two days ago i was trying so hard to remember and all i could remember was carry on the phone with miranda like i actually don't know what miranda did this episode she might not have have just not been in it i literally checked the transcripts of this episode online and (laughs) control f like no miranda like there was nothing so I don't know. Okay, I can't remember. Miranda. She's not involved. She's off taking care of the baby, perhaps. I guess so. Yeah. They dropped. They dropped her plot line. Or if there was one, it's not memorable enough for us to talk about, which is completely fine. <laughs> yeah, that's totally fair. Um, but yeah, of course, as we mentioned earlier, there are other trips that they take. Um, but these are kind of like the main ones for me, especially those. As we were talking about earlier, like. I think once you reach this age, like going into your 30s, it's like very much about the people that you're with, Mm -hmm. like spending time with them rather than the place itself. Mm -hmm. Um, And I always like I've thought about because, okay, so in like Sex and the City and they even have that one episode where they talk about New York kind of as its own like character, like New York, (laughs) bless you, (laughs) New York very much is like its own character in the series like they address it like going on a date with it or like you know like why would you leave why would you go anywhere else like and I think this is really common where where media is takes place in New York it's like Mm -hmm. oh it's its own place its own city but it's kind of like I just feel like even just having been in Vegas like like Vegas is a character like Vegas was the character in the story of my trip Mm-hmm. and like even Montreal like I just thinking about this really just got me thinking about cities 
that have personalities mm-hmm. <laughs> and like you could see and you can actually even like see it in the tonal shift like you can see like the where they go to LA it's almost like they describe so much of LA like the juices for example like when Miranda meets up with Lou and like they drink like the healthy juices like mm-hmm. that's part of LA's like character or mm-hmm driving the driving mm-hmm. exactly like when you're in LA you have to like rent a fancy car I don't even know anything about cars but it was some I, I think, don't know I think it was a Mustang Mustang that sounds right yeah cars are to LA but handbags are to <laughs> New York City apparently exactly and so I don't know I just kind of was like just thinking about that cities like cities as being characters mm-hmm. and and like being a pivotal point of the plot of the episode totally yeah because it, it very much like is the context for you know the trip and and what you're doing and what there is available to do and even just like the pace of a city like how you get around in it that the seasonality of it like both of us were in phoenix earlier this year and there is no seasonality in Phoenix. It's hot, hot, hotter. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it was pretty... It was too hot for me. <laughs> it's a bit toasty. <laughs> a bit toasty. That, that is the, the toastiest. <laughs> yeah, that, that was topping out at toasty for me. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you're so you're so right. And like all of these episodes too, they... Yeah, like, like you said, they... Like the places that they go very much color like the the kind of experience that they have I guess like we don't for Carrie and Samantha we don't really see too much of them in San Francisco because they I know San Francisco obviously has got its own its own beat I very much think of the Princess Diaries oh yeah (laughs) that did take place in San Francisco I like I keep thinking about driving up the hills or just like even walking up hills like for me, that's a big part of San Francisco. You can tell I've never been. Um, <laughs> it's all about the hills. <laughs> so much of what I know about the world is colored through like early 2000s like media that I consumed. <laughs> Did you watch Tale? I think it's called Tale from the City, which also takes place. It has Elliot Page and and L- Laura Linney. It's like no. a queer. It's pretty good. I think it's on Netflix, and it's actually based on one from the 80s. Anyways, it also takes place in San Francisco. And Mm -hmm. funny enough, a hill is also very much part of that plot because it's, like, the fact that the house is, like, on a hill is, like, very important in that show. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, you're right. I also haven't been to San Francisco, but personality point, hills. (laughs) That's it. Walking uphill. It's hard. It's hard down there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, the third episode, or I guess the fourth episode where they go to San Francisco again is sort of it. Well, not again, but yeah, it paints the city less. Like we don't really see much of San Francisco, (laughs) but then that's where we see that sort of like (laughs) relationship and the, you know, the trials and tribulations of travel Mm -hmm. as well with friends. Cause it's not always peachy. Sometimes you fight. And just thinking specifically about the weird scene where uh, Carrie realizes that she could finally have sex with Big. And for some reason, it has to be in her hotel room. I don't know why it can't be at his place, but it has to be at her place. And she storms into the room mid-bath, Samantha mid-bath, and demands her to leave so she can have sex. And I'm just... uh, Samantha is an incredible friend Mm because she says, okay... 
And like Samantha, I feel like would be the only person that would do this, but she's like, okay. And she gets out of the tub and she's like, but you owe me or whatever. And she goes and like finds her own room. But I feel like if that were to happen to me, I would be irate. I would be so mad. Uh, yeah, I would. I just wouldn't do it. <laughs> and then like, <laughs> Carrie's just too horny. Like she couldn't <laughs> fucking think through how to do this in, uh, I don't know, a kind way, a reasonable, rational way. She was like, on a completely different level, she gets another hotel room for Samantha, <laughs> boots Samantha mid-bath out of their hotel room, and then is like, I got to fucking here. You go to the other hotel room that I just got for you. Like, why, Carrie, why couldn't... You already did this with Big. You already had multiple hotel rooms when you were having your affair together. Like, why couldn't you just do that? I'm so confused. Yeah, she knows what to do. Like... <laughs> And also, like, in all the previous, well, the previous trips we talked about, like, in, like, in, oh, my gosh, L.A. and Atlantic City, they all had their own rooms. Why on this trip did they not have their own rooms in the first place? I don't know. Is it, okay, is it because they thought that they were going to be having so much sex that That they all, like, I think Samantha kind of needs her own room. I get that. Mm, Okay. She, I'm seeing it now. She needs that. But I don't know. The other three, like. They could have shared a room. Or they get two rooms. And one of them's for fucking. <laughs> and the other's for everything else. <laughs> for the friends hanging out. I mean, yeah. The that's party room. <laughs> the party room. It is funny to compare. Because, like, as we see so many, like, similarities in how our attitudes, like, change as we travel, as we get older like getting people together and all those kinds of things. I feel like my friends and I are very much just like, we'll share, we just want, I mean, not like the cheapest, cheapest, but like Mm -hmm. we just, we want to share a space. Like we like having a slumber party, Mm -hmm. but I guess it's different when you're partnered because you're not there to fuck. Mm -hmm. Whereas when they went to LA, of course, Charlotte was married in her fuckless marriage. Mm -hmm. Miranda could have, but yeah, I guess it's just different. It's like a difference between being partnered and signal. Signal. (laughs) And signal. (laughs) Yeah, it's a, I don't know, it's also, like, there's kind of this undercurrent throughout the show of privilege and class, Mm -hmm. um, specifically in, like, the amount of wealth that all of these characters have. And it's never, or it's not never, but it's very rarely addressed head on. And I feel like this is one of those scenarios where like hotel rooms are really expensive. It's just like really not fathomable to be able to afford your own room. It just economically makes more sense to team up with at least one other person fucking split the cost there, you know, like. Yeah, just the the level of wealth that they all have to to be able to like that is their first choice and that can be done. I guess as well uh there's a little bit of uh there's a little bit of gifting going on because I think that the production company that flies Carrie mm-hmm. out for LA, they pay for at least one of the rooms and then Richard with his deep deep pockets, he arranges uh for all of their individual hotel rooms in atlantic city but um yeah it's like this weird uh, like when you act you think of traveling with friends and especially like as um 
as a teenager like watching this show I had a specific vision of what it would be like and of course it was very much marked by watching the show and mm-hmm. um, you're not thinking about all of those logistics you're not thinking about how much it actually costs to uh, to get from place to place you're not thinking about the cost of um, taking taxis everywhere versus versus renting a car versus taking transit getting your own hotel room getting a hotel room right or you know looking at airbnbs looking for friends couches to crash on like those are all legitimate logistics to work through when you have an organized trip like this that you don't see on the show for probably pretty obvious reasons i don't know if that's the titillating (laughs) stuff that everybody wants to watch but you know it does it does set up like different expectations that you're kind of like met with when you when you start to go on those trips like in your 20s and your 30s and you're like oh actually there's like lots of planning that happens here (laughs) so much planning i do like in the la episode when they're checking in and they're like oh the two rooms for carrie bradshaw or whatever like we have jones and bradshaw Mm -hmm. but they don't have miranda's room and Mm -hmm. then she's like fuck 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 Mm. (laughs) but it just i guess it just kind of like show but then the interesting thing is that they don't even she doesn't book her own room and you'd think like if they for other trips they've mm. been like booking their own rooms and yada 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 but I don't know that's boring logistical details that mm. like you said like in real life we need to figure those things out mm-hmm. and like cost weighing is not really and of course it's not going to be addressed in the sex and the city fantasy world mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just it's not as fabulous yes yeah, but that those those kinds of decisions they absolutely can color a trip, right? And you know, even just thinking of organizing a trip with a bunch of people, like I'm so thankful that we have cell phones and we can text each other. You know, like just thinking about traveling when that wasn't available. Like how how the hell do you know where anybody is at any given point? Like that's it's really weird to think about that as well. Yeah. I mean, it, it just goes back to think, yeah, anything before cell phones. Mm-hmm. I was talking to somebody recently, and it was like, what did we do? Mm-hmm. You just told somebody you were going to be there at a certain time. Like Carrie, with she goes on that date mm-hmm. that like stands her up or whatever. It's mm-hmm. like you just show up, and the other person just shows up. Mm-hmm. Like I know, like we've lived in these times. We did it. Mm-hmm. Like we're not, we're not so young that we haven't like been without cell phones. But it's, it still seems like so distant to me. Mm-hmm. Just like yeah, and the, exactly like the logistics of planning a trip, like the group message and like mm-hmm. the the apps that we use to share money. It's just like, man, you just call them, and then they'd be like yes or no. Maybe it was easier. In, in some ways, yeah. <laughs> um, Miranda has like when Carrie is driving the Mustang like up the one lonely hill in LA um Miranda's got a map out in the back and I was like what a trip you know like Google Maps is it's right there or Apple Maps I don't know any map app (laughs) I I've heard Apple Maps has gotten a lot better but I won't forgive for how it was 10 years ago (laughs) I agree with that oh my goodness um but another thing that really stood out to me well the main th- or not the main thing but like one of the main things we noticed watching these episodes back to back that was so interesting was the photo mm-hmm. that so 
in the LA episode, the second one, Charlotte is dropping off Carrie's mail Mm -hmm. and she picks up this photo of them. Um, And that's kind of the moment where she decides like, oh, like I'm not happy. Like I want to go be with my friends Mm -hmm. and like, great. And so she goes and she decides to go. And then in the Atlantic City episode, Wait, what happens? <laughs> it's really building up to that moment. And, and then, oh, yeah, because Carrie looks at it. Yeah, Carrie looks at it and she's like, this is the last time that we were all together and we were all hanging out. And I think that photo is just such a, you know, it's it captures like a specific point in time. And as you get older and your friends are in different places in their lives and things become more difficult to organize and, and group together, like you always go back to that, that one time where it did all work when you were all together and that, yeah, for Carrie in the Atlantic City episode, that was a very uh, distinct point of reference for her that she really, really wanted to recreate. She wanted to go back there. And that's something that, that I think about trips as well is just you can have a really great trip like you can like all the things can come together it can be such a blast it can be so fun and as hard as you try to recreate that like sometimes you really can't like you can't make it happen in the exact same way twice Mm -hmm. and sometimes that can be like really weird to think about after the fact because you're in the moment you're enjoying it you're like oh yeah like you're not thinking is this going to happen again? Am I going to make this happen again? Or are we going to make this happen together as friends? And then when you try to, and like, it, it just doesn't work out. Like, Oh, that can be, I don't know. It's kind of a mind fuck. Cause you're, yeah, you never think that something's going to be the last time, um, when you're in the moment. And then when you do realize it after the fact, it can be sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it can be kind of sad. Not that this is their, their last time hanging out, but, um, yeah, just it, it becomes harder. It can become a lot harder to group everybody together. Yeah, and I, I, I feel like usually, depending on who I'm with, but I very much don't like my photo being taken, mm-hmm. and I don't like my friends, and I almost never take photos. We always end up with these really fun. It'll be like, oh, share your pictures from the trip, and it'll be like one really bad, like, drunken selfie that's, like, not even in focus. Like, mm-hmm. it's like the pictures are really usually not very good but then I do actually your partner and my friend I do remember taking one trip with him and another friend and just constantly camera in our face (laughs) and I was like at the time I was like oh my gosh like I I, I did eventually kind of get used to it but I was just like so annoyed Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. but but it's always like after when you look at those photos and it like, I, I was so grateful after because mm-hmm. and there's video, there was everything. Yeah. Um, watching that video and seeing those photos is like, there is something like really special that is captured in that moment. Mm-hmm. And like, I love in, because of course the Atlantic City trip doesn't go as planned and Samantha and Richard break up and they have to take the bus home. But I, I actually like, a moment that really stood out to me in that episode was when they were on the bus and they're like, anyone want to play old maid? And Mm -hmm. then like kind of as a joke, but then, but then they do, they're like, yeah, okay. And like, and they're, they take the picture together on the bus and like, maybe it's not as glamorous as they were hoping, but it just like captured that really special moment about like what the trip was all about Mm -hmm. and like what, you know, the reason 
that you're there and the reason that you're here. Like even earlier when I was talking about my friend who had a really horrible accident when we were in Las Vegas, we got her home, we got her on the plane, we got her a wheelchair in the airport and we took care of her. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was sad, but you know what? We were smiling and laughing in the airport and we have a picture of the eight of us. And at the time I was like, should we take a picture? But she was in good spirits about it. Um, but we do have a picture of us, the eight of us at the airport, her in her wheelchair with her leg propped up on a carry-on bag and everyone's smiling. And I just know like that picture is really special because like, mm-hmm. yeah, we there was a horrible thing that happened and it didn't go as planned. But overall, we were with a really wonderful group of people and friends and we took care of each other. And mm-hmm. like that's I guess recently because it's so fresh as an event that's happened to me like that was the scene that really stood out with mm-hmm. for me when they were like on the bus ride home and sometimes that's like half the fun is like the travel yeah. like mm-hmm. just like the actual transit of getting somewhere with your with your buddies <laughs> that is so true I hadn't really considered that but yeah because it, it's really that it's that time where you're all together you're all going to the same destination and like there's only a limited amount of things that you can do together you know when you're sitting on a plane when you're sitting in a car um sitting on a train or whatever and like those are those are the I don't know the juice of the experience that can be really really fun like I remember gonna just this episode goes out to Montreal um (laughs) another time I went to Montreal um I was flying back with my friends and the uh plane was just parked on the tarmac and it wasn't it wasn't moving it was just there um and I just like I don't remember what we were laughing about but we were just so goofy on like the exhaustion after traveling like making the silliest fucking jokes like we were just cackling to ourselves I'm sure everybody around us was like fuck shut up (laughs) but uh like I I remember that like that's you know one of those points that that really stand out to me and you don't you don't really think about the travel aspect of it like a lot of people are just like travel fuck (laughs) it's so it's so much it's so arduous but those can be like some of the the best and most fun fun times when you're with a good group of people yeah absolutely um I was also thinking about with these episodes (laughs) I thought of my one friend in particular but there's sort of like these different Like, I feel like when you go on vacation, there's sort of, like, a different version of yourself. Mm. And they really, like, we really saw this in the L.A. sort of episode where they really tried to, like, embrace the L.A. versions of themselves Mm -hmm. or, like, the vacation versions of themselves. And, I mean, the main thing with this was, like, the Brazilian wax. Mm -hmm. Like, of course, Carrie gets mugged. She gets Mm -hmm. taken for all she's got. And it just kind of, like, the idea that you can sort of, like, shift who you are as a person or, like, become this whole, yeah, like, become this whole new person. And they even talk about that. Like, Miranda starts to, like, think about that, like, oh, like, with Lou, like, he, like he's moved to L.A. And, um, yeah, he's moved to L.A. and he start, he's healthier, quote, unquote, and, like, just happier, he says, and, like, all these things. Do you feel like you have a vacation self? Mm, okay, so <laughs> Riley is furiously nodding that I do. For me, vacation, so my experience growing up with going on vacation was less of that departure of self and it was very much like 
trying to keep that regular routine but in a new place which is not it just doesn't happen Mm -hmm. like all the time you're in a new city you're figuring stuff out like you can't exactly stick to your same routine um so I find I have this like real tension in myself whenever I go on vacation to like keep up the same routine that I have at home versus but I'm on vacation like you know kind of letting that go and yeah it's this weird like point um that I really think about but I don't know I I think it also depends where I'm going and what the context of the trip is uh yeah travel does make me really stressed out especially if it's like an airplane and like having to haul all my stuff from like one point to another yeah I'm trying to I would love to lean in a little bit more to the the temporariness of being somewhere else and being able to act differently I yeah I feel very similarly to you actually like I I don't know if I'm trying to like fully maintain my routine necessarily but I like just thinking of course this is fresh on my mind I was just in Las Vegas and my friends were like the outfits Mm. and they had outfits Mm -hmm. and like I (laughs) I get, I have a lot of anxiety around clothing in general because like when I wear something like formal or when I wear something that I don't feel comfortable in, I feel like I'm like acting or like Mm. lying. But I think that there's like something really special about like being able to embrace that. Mm -hmm. It's also why I struggled with Halloween costumes for Mm. a very long time because it it just doesn't feel, it's that, yeah, like that departure of self I'm just like not comfortable with. And I think I started to kind of feel it a little bit in Vegas. I did wear a dress, which Ooh. is not like me. But yeah, I just thinking about like even my my friend Ruth, like she has a she has a persona. She has vacation Ruth. Mm. And like vacation Ruth, uh, she's always delightful, but vacation Ruth cannot be in a bad mood. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> like mm-hmm. she's just delighted 100% of the time while she's on vacation whereas mm-hmm. I have kind of like a harder time like even having time off work like I'm mm-hmm. ha- I have a harder time like separating myself mm-hmm. and like actually like truly allowing myself to like relax if that makes any sense yeah absolutely <laughs> that's so interesting that you that you bring up clothes like I feel like I really embraced this when we went to Phoenix and mm-hmm. when there was you know like a, a big event to to go to um and I was like, oh, yeah, like, there's there's an opportunity to, like, put outfits together. But, yeah, I think I think my typical uh, mode is not – is to, like, when I'm traveling, I just pack, like, kind of my, my everyday stuff. Like, it's not – there's no there's no flashy stuff and I think recently that's really been a thing where like oh no like I can pack like certain outfits that are like a little bit put together and I love clothing I love like I I love the performance of it I love being able to that's so interesting you brought up Halloween costumes because like for me growing up like I fucking loved (laughs) Halloween costumes it was like very much like time for me to to try on somebody new to try on like a new version of myself and I can remember so many different points, like, you know, changing my style, like, kind of growing up that way. But, um, yeah, it's only been a very recent thing where I'm like, oh, wait, vacation could be fun that way. Like, I can actually bring, like, 
you know, my full extensive wardrobe. I don't just have to pack practically and pack something I can get a lot of wear of. Of course, like this is all trip dependent. If I'm, you know, going on a trip to go hike in a mountain somewhere, <laughs> I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm packing a little bit differently, but yeah, like going to Las Vegas, that's a great opportunity to like be fun and, you know, kind of, yeah, like that. I, I love what you're kind of bringing up because like vacation in that way or taking a trip, it is that departure from, from who you can be, from who you are. And it's like a chance to, yeah, to just like step outside of yourself from escape from your everyday life or to, um yeah to to be someone else mm-hmm. and clothing is a really good example of that um but yeah just like being someone else in in a new space and i mean of course like the best example in these episodes is charlotte mm-hmm. when she with the old maid quote unquote mm-hmm. and then she buys that dress in the gift shop and then she kind of like it's not a typical charlotte dress like absolutely not but like she's sort of like it is that departure from self, but also, like, she kind of comes into herself a little yeah. bit. She's, like, she looks amazing. Like, she looks hot. The dress is, yeah, like I said, like, not her t- normal style or anything, mm-hmm. but she sort of, like, frees herself up and, like, allows herself to, like, have that sort of fun that she wants to and that she deserves. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I love. And, of course, the looks are on point for pretty much <laughs> all these episodes. Well, I, maybe the train. <laughs> uh, that's exactly what I was just gonna say. Like, I love, I love seeing Carrie and Samantha feel like bridge trolls on, <laughs> on a train. <laughs> like, I think Samantha refers to them as ugly. Like, we're we're ugly on this train or something like that. And I totally feel like that when I'm in the process of traveling. Like, it is so tough to feel glamorous while you're traveling. Mm-hmm. I think I've tried it once, and I was telling you about this. I wore a jumpsuit. Mm. Um, and the logistics, the logistics of peeing in a bathroom in an airport <laughs> or an airplane wearing a jumpsuit is is just not the tea. It's not good. Um, but, yeah, like, that's I, – I hate that, like – I hate feeling grungy. I hate feeling disgusting. Sometimes it happens to all of us. And I always find that, that really happens after like a long day of traveling. If I'm in a car for a long time, um, if I, you know, even take a really short like flight or something, like I just, oh, like feel not great. <laughs> yes. And then you arrive and then you shower and you emerge anew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's such a good feeling. I think actually... Riley was saying this um or tweeted this (laughs) um but like the first shower that you take after you get back from vacation is like a religious experience yeah it feels so good after a hiking trip like a backpacking trip yes I remember I I went to um I drove down to uh Washington State to attend a music festival like a, a long time ago and it's about like it's a long drive. It's a long ass drive. And I was there for five days, like camping in a tent, porta pottying, like not showering, that kind of thing. I, as soon as I got home, I was in that bathroom for two hours. I was like, <laughs> there's a lot I got to scrub out of myself here. It felt nasty. <laughs> oh, yeah. You really do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not you specifically. <laughs> you are disgusting. But you, it, it is hard to like, it's hard to feel it's hard to feel good about yourself or feel like you're escaping or, you know, like, you know, trying, you know, a a different vacation self on when you're in the process of traveling. Like that is a really difficult point. I I don't know how people travel like 
glamorously like in heels or you know in really put together outfits and jeans I don't ever want to travel in jeans again if I can help it <laughs> oh yeah I don't think they do anymore I feel like I never see anyone stuff at the airport anymore if if they if they are it's like very much a business trip like yeah you see a couple suits or whatever and I get that but I would never choose to travel in a suit mm-hmm. sounds horrible but yeah it's interesting to talk about that sort of like bath or that shower like mm-hmm. when you come back home as a sort of like not reawakening but um another thing I was thinking about like while I was watching these episodes is the return and mm. it's like you know they go to LA I mean I don't think they were really considering moving to Atlantic City but it's like you go to see these new places and I especially in the LA episodes it's almost like they were trying it on mm-hmm. they like questioned whether they could like live there like maybe you know lose happier here so maybe i'll be happier here thanks miranda but there is like that other special thing about traveling and that is coming home mm-hmm. that is like coming home to your normal routine mm-hmm. to have that shower to your normal life for me to my dog mm-hmm. <laughs> i always miss him so much when i travel now and yeah it's just i think i noticed that like again like I mean I kind of said it earlier but it's like it's not necessarily about the trip or the things Mm -hmm. that you see as you get older it's the people that you are with and coming home and just kind of like being grateful for that yeah there's I yeah I love that so much there's very much um when you come home it almost like being somewhere else for a period of time like really reframes how you see home and it kind of Mm -hmm allows you to see it in a new light where you're like oh wait I'm comfortable here like this is yeah this is home I feel good here I feel good to go back to my routine and it kind of makes me think of I I don't think it was tarot but it was kind of like a a card reading that I had um earlier in the summer and I pulled this card and it was talking about escape and this idea of like going to places traveling taking trips and like being able to escape from your everyday life but you can't live in that sense of escape and the sense of like coming home and um coming almost back down to like this sounds so abstract but like coming back to to the ground like where where you live like where everyday life happens is uh like you you can learn so much from just like being in those two separate like states from escaping from the normalcy of you know working living Mm -hmm. (laughs) seeing the same people in and out um and coming back to that well and also yeah I love that you brought that up too and like of course we see that with Carrie who goes (laughs) I feel like we're mostly talking about LA but that is okay (laughs) Um, but yeah, we see that with Carrie and she's like, I thought I came here to like escape like big and Aiden. And it's just kind of, I was very Um. much that person growing up Mm. in my twenties. I never thought I would live here Mm -hmm. where we live now. I was very much like, I'm going to live in Berlin or like Mm. Montreal. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It always comes back to Montreal. But, uh, yeah, like I very much had that idea of like, I don't want to feel rooted. I don't want to feel grounded. I want to feel like I'm on an adventure all the time. And mm-hmm. I don't know if that is something that comes with getting older, maturity, or like, I mean, some people do and absolutely love it. But like, I've, I've really been noticing that sort of like gratefulness or that sort of like grounding when mm-hmm. you come home where you like, appre- you 
not learn you where you like appreciate your routine and you appreciate mm-hmm. your life and the, the everyday people your all those things that you do like it's definitely I've noticed a huge shift from my Sarah Michelle Geller years to now <laughs> I mean I guess she's older now but in that moment <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah for sure like it, it and I can imagine this too it takes on a different note when you go on a family trip versus when you have a family and you take them on a trip right and coming back to what everyday everyday life is like it's yeah and yeah I think the second LA episode was a really and even the Atlantic City episode like both of those are really good like places for them to evaluate like what they love about New York Mm -hmm. right or what they love about um well more so LA but yeah like what what is so great about New York um and where they feel at home and then Atlantic City like obviously so much changes <laughs> when when they go there but I can imagine Samantha feels like some sense of relief of not having to worry about like fucking Richard all the time like breaking up with him in Atlantic City and coming home being like almost like you're coming home to yourself <laughs> that warms my heart <laughs> um Oh, wait, can we just really quickly address, because you you were mentioning, like, we're talking about showers. I'm still still thinking about Carrie kicking Samantha out of the bath. (laughs) That was her first bath in a full tub after a multi-day train trip. Like, I think that that just took on a new level of rudeness from Carrie. (laughs) They were train trolls. They were... Yes. She was changing back to true form. Yes. And Carrie ripped her away from that. Yes. Oh, my God. No wonder Samantha doesn't want to talk to you anymore. (laughs) She remembers that bath. (laughs) Oh, I would remember that bath. I would not forgive. I would not. I would bring that up as a grievance. (laughs) For sure. At Festivus every year. (laughs) Remember that time where you didn't let me finish my fucking bath? <laughs> my fucking post three days of travel bath? Yeah. Oh, I would be absolutely furious. Yeah. But I see you also put a note here that this is kind of missing from it just like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and just like that, they're very, I, I guess like there, there's a bit of a difference in like the life of the show out outside of the show outside of the series right when we go to the movies and then we go to and just like that like the movies we see them take these international trips that felt it felt very different mm-hmm. and then in and just like that like we don't see them do that we're we we do not see them go to the hamptons we don't see them um we don't get any clue that they go on like vacations or trips together and they're so close like carrie miranda and, and charlotte are so close like I can just absolutely see, you know, that happening. And I feel like that's a really important reminder of how close they are as friends, right? Like mm-hmm. you don't you don't typically like travel with like strangers or people, <laughs> mm-hmm. especially once you like once you become more settled in your life. Like why would you choose to travel with people that you don't know or you don't like, right? Like those and especially when you have kids like Miranda and, and Charlotte, like you want to make those choices to travel with people that you love and care about and that are like almost like family. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we don't, we just don't really see that kind of bonding on the show. Yeah. And it's not for lack of opportunity. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was that weird scene close to the end where Charlotte 
you know, what Carrie decides that, <coughs> excuse me, that she's going to dump Big's ashes in Paris. And Charlotte's like, I can go. And then Carrie's just like, oh, no. But, like, it was, it was really weird to me because I feel like they could have rallied in the same way that they rallied in the first movie mm-hmm. for the honeymoon. Like, yeah. they all went to Mexico together. And mm-hmm. I feel like, I mean, I guess they didn't have time for it or whatever because now Miranda's moving to LA for Che what the hell is gonna happen there I guess we'll find out in a few months Mm -hmm. but um yeah no like I think the opportunity was there and that they didn't really take it and like Mm. you said like you can see that their friendships are strong and that they're close and that still remains like a core value and theme of the show of and just like that but sort of like missing that opportunity for uh just like the not one-on-one but like the group sort of bonding beyond lunch beyond having lunch together you know what I mean definitely like I'm I'm really I'm really glad that you brought up that particular scene because that still kind of bothers me like Mm. going to Paris like on a girl's trip Carrie paid or was willing to pay for their accommodations and everything she knew that it was really last minute like that would have been so special for Carrie to like dump her husband's ashes and like be supported by her friends I could and that's really the note the series ended on right was like all the girls like being together again and like their their friendship being so strong like the relationships they have with themselves being so strong and Carrie going alone and and dumping Big's ashes alone it was just oh it it felt like really hollow and then as well like Miranda just kind of trying to juggle everything I think that there was a way to work that out and it it also kind of felt like Carrie was thinking like that's the logistics that that I was mentioning earlier like if Miranda wants to move to LA and then also prioritize like going to Paris for Carrie like you know she could do that she was trying to do that but Carrie was also like no you have to come just for me like what the fuck is happening here mm-hmm. um yeah that's oh it's just a weird note a really weird note it's very disjointed yeah and not like how we've seen it in the past but Mm-hmm. I mean, as we know, it's not the same show, <laughs> but but you're right. It's like if, you know, those logistics were figured out, like they could have. And I, but didn't, Sh- I'm trying to remember the scene. Like Charlotte said that she would. And then Carrie's like, if you don't both come, yeah. then I don't want, it was just weird. It, yeah. I would still take Charlotte. <laughs> Charlotte would have a, the time of her life and Charlotte yeah. could make that happen. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, it just... I guess like that also kind of speaks to like prioritizing those moments, right? Because it can be, it can be tough to rearrange your schedule for a last minute trip or to like figure out all those logistics. Um, if you've got you know like really big stuff on the go, and especially as you get older, you're settled. Like I can totally imagine like the logistics just get like more tangled up to to figure out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like prioritizing some of those moments um, of being able to be together and have those kinds of trips, like. I don't know throughout the show or throughout the series we got the sense that that was pretty important and even throughout the movies we got the sense that that was really important so it is weird that they ended on a note like not making that happen Mm -hmm. but it's also in some ways really realistic enjoy the trips you you take while you got them and yeah i don't know appreciate your friends (laughs) appreciate Appreciate (laughs) the moments in the car where you just want to get there and also appreciate that bath when you get home 
And don't let anyone interrupt it. Yeah, don't <laughs> prioritize fucking over your friend's, like, decompression bath. Oh, my gosh. That could be, like, a whole episode. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's that's it for our, our first episode of season two. Yes, and thank you so much for everybody listening, for everybody who continues to listen. Um, like we mentioned up at the top, like, your listening just means the absolute world to us. Um, we've got lots of like fun stuff planned um, for for the season. Lots lots upcoming. Um, yeah, we're we're really excited to to be back back in the groove. Yeah, and if you haven't already, um, please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Don't Hate Us Pod. I'm very sorry the Twitter does not get updated very much, but I'm trying. <laughs> It'll get better. Instagram is a better place to find us for the Sex in the City memes. <laughs> Yeah, let us know, like, what you're into. Let us know. I don't know. Let us know. Just, just tell us. us Talk to us. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, and please, please rate, review, subscribe. Um, we are humans, so rate us. In a... <laughs> please don't hate us. <laughs> don't hate us. We can, uh, yeah, don't, don't hate us. Uh <laughs> That's literally the whole name of the game. Don't hate us. <laughs> I love it. So just remember that when you're reviewing. And uh, yeah, thanks so much. See you later. <laughs>